0: Alright guys, what is going on? This is Alfred Wilson, fitness and nutrition behavior coach for EMS Professionals. And today I'm going to talk to you about fitness and strength standards within the EMS industry. So this is something that isn't spoken about much from what I can tell. A lot of people have ideas about it. Implementation is super hard because it's a large industry. And to blanket say that people need to have a fitness standard will shrink it, honestly. Um, In my opinion, it will do it for the better. I come from a military background and where fitness standards are held high enough that it is able to grow it, and you know what you're getting when you bring on a soldier into the military in any branch. Regardless of how good or bad the assessment is, the presence of a fitness assessment provides a standard of professionalism and fitness for the job that they're required to do. I do think the same holds true with EMS. A lot of that's probably my bias, but I'm all right with that. So what I wanna lay out is some ideas around what standards can be, why they're important to have, and how to implement them. Um, These are pretty broad strokes and there are some EMS services that do this very well. A lot of fire services and police services are awesome at it. They have fitness standards for their employees and they are all managed individually by each station. I think the only way to do this with most EMS services is that the EMS professional has to take, and this is ambulance, these are ambulance providers specifically, has to take individual responsibility for their fitness inside of that with the support of the service itself so support may look different from service to service and i'm going to talk about some ideas that i have with that and i don't know maybe it'll land home maybe it won't if you think it's something that is potentially helpful or great ideas i'd love to get your feedback and thoughts on it because this has been something i've researched for a while the only big research platform or research that i saw on this was in 2013 i believe it was 12 or 13 ace and in AEMS, they did a, they did some collaboration to try to figure out how to manage to fit the standards. And what I gathered from the research was that they came up with a bunch of barriers and without any actual steps towards solutions. And I'm going to be honest, I am going to talk about a lot of those same barriers today. Um, really only one that I think is the biggest one, but once everybody can get over the barriers to it, then it should start to become pretty easy to execute on them. So I'll cover the barrier first. So the biggest barrier was that the provider has to give a shit about their own physical fitness and their own health. If they don't, then I've seen in the military a bunch, you will have people over a number of years, they will physically just fall off because they're burned out. I mean, you're doing the same type of work over and over and over again. Uh, being in the military EMS that was and going to EMS that was something that attracted me to it was that it was the same work I did still have a uniform and um, it was repetitive in nature overall the calls were generally different but the repetitive nature of the work was something that attracted me and that I was I was used to I was kind of leaned towards that so I do understand the thinking and the idea around that but there is some burnout that comes with that. And if you don't give a damn, then you will eventually reach that point. So there has to be a level of motivation that can't always be monetary. And I think that leans into the individual accountability of the person. And that's the largest barrier because when you're trying to affect an entire industry, what's going to happen is everybody's either gonna jump on board or you're going, which is the not the current situation we're in, or you're gonna have a percentage, like 3% of the industry that does not experience pain or discomfort with their job. And the other 97% just kind of deals with it until they've either, they're either done and they quit and go do something else or they get injured or they burn out. So everybody's a little different there, but you have to give a damn if you want to, um, if you want to improve yourself physically. And there's only so much external motivation that can be there for the individual or that the service can provide the individual people have to have to really care about that. So this is the biggest barrier to it. And past that, I think everything else is actually pretty actionable over a period of time. So let me get into what I think the standards are or what they should be. So I think there needs to be three things. There needs to be a body standard. So if standard healthy body weight is 15 to 18 percent for males 18 to 20 percent for females um i think i might have botched those numbers but at least lose them as examples um those are healthy body weight measurements Then our body fat measurements and let's use that as a body standard you're kind of looking to sit inside of that inside of that range um not to not to play right but over time so you can absolutely still say okay because you don't want to Shit on anybody, at least I don't think you do. Well, you're twenty five percent, so you can't work here. Well, no, but you are twenty-five percent and as part of your hiring process, this is the group of people you're gonna be in, so we can give you really great habits to make sure you have a healthy career in EMS. How would that help your retention of an employee if you gave them that on the front end, speaking to individual EMS providers and workers? I think that'd be huge, um, as an example. And that along with hip to waist ratio measurements on higher is what I'm talking about. So yes, I'm talking about doing more work on the front end to retain employees longer on the back end. This, I don't want this to be an HR conversation, but I think it does lean into that over time. So just naturally, right? Because I think it works. So once you have that, that's your body measurement standard for the industry. And the goal is to, if you come in over that, as an industry, we want to get you there if you're otherwise qualified via the interview, via your certifications, via your experience, etc., But you have some health concerns as a service we want to handle, let's lean that way. Um, this doesn't mean that your service provides you that, but it does mean that you're in a position to check in on that person and make sure they're going in that direction. And if they're not, your supervisor has the opportunity to ask why, and it becomes part of a performance review, so on and so forth. Get it? Cool. So <clears throat> next is mobility and stability standards. So things like can you step up to a 20-inch box? Can you hold a plank for 90 seconds? Can you do an air squat unassisted at full depth with your feet flat to the ground, your hi- your hips below, your knee and your back is straight with no pain? Can you, Can I say hold a plank? Can you hold a side plank for 90 seconds? Can you reach down and touch your toes? Can you lay on your back and put your hands over your head without any pain or restriction? So if you can do those six things, again, leaning into the six basic movement patterns that I've spoken about before, we're just testing those in a mobility and stability standpoint And if you experience any pain there, it goes back to the same thing as your body weight measurements. No, we don't stop you from being hired here because of that. But if there is the potential for injury because you experience pain with small movements, what is going to happen when I introduce you to a load is you are probably going to get injured. So let's be proactive and give you a resource to help you physically. That's also a part, a condition of you being hired here. You have to agree to do this for x amount of weeks let's say 12 during and it's part of your orientation into the into the service you still have your fto time you st- or your third party ride time whatever you want to call it you still have your orientation into the company but you also still have to commit to this and we're going to pay you because not during that but we are going to pay you so that way you can have access to the facility, this is the program, these are people we work with, so on and so forth. And There's some backend stuff that a service would really have to work through to manage that. But um, I think having that as an option for the first 12 weeks would be huge for an employee to decrease their level of injury. So next would be the strength assessment. So as a coach, if I had somebody coming in, these are the things I would look for, and this is honestly where all of this is coming from, because I, am in the business of coaching EMS providers in fitness and nutrition. So nutrition behavior specifically. So part of that program would also cover helping them with some of their nutrition, right? If they needed help with that, if they had to square away some behaviors because they were moving into working shift and they weren't sure how, this is how it would manage that. So next would be your strength assessment. Strength assessments are pretty simple. Can you step onto a box with a load now? Can you do a squat with a load? I'd right, like a 20 rep max goblet squat where you're holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell at your chest and you're squatting 20 times, as heavy as you can go. Can you do a push up if you were able to do a 90 second plank? Can you carry a load in one arm walking 100 meters down and 100 meters back without breaking up to manage your, to maintain your stability in your shoulder, your core? in a motion, right? Can you pick up a barbell one and a half times your body, or one and a quarter times your body weight from the ground to your hips? So can you deadlift one and a quarter your body weight from the ground to your hips without any pain, without any restriction? And those things are just layered on top of the mobility and stability assessment that are going to go into the overall assessment and program of the EMS provider. Now, if somebody comes into the new hire process and they experience pain or they don't meet the body fat metric, then there's no reason for them to go into the strength assessment without seeing a fitness professional or having somebody walk them through a 12 week progression to make sure that they improve and they are pain free with general movement. And the field training officers still should in individual services, I believe, still should go over appropriate mechanics for lifting. They should still go over recovery techniques during before and after shifts. They should still go over how to access a foam roller. Brian Fass um, of Fit Responder, he did an awesome job, um, may you rest in peace, he did an awesome job of giving that to EMS providers and fire services all over the world. And I think those things still apply. I think the bigger question is though, where I'm not going to say he missed the mark because this was something I believe he was working on. Um, at least in articles I read that he wrote and things that I could tell that he was doing is the need for strength and that it not solely being a responsibility of the service to do that. But if the service had the resources to give that to the individual on the front end of their hiring process and then checked in on that as a part of their annual performance review, then that'd be of huge benefit for the service overall. I think that would maintain retention, that will let you know where the service was going and how to improve it over time. Because with information, you can make decisions. So is this an end-all, be-all answer? Is it something that's the perfect thing that will fix a problem, air quotes? I don't think so, but I do think it's a great way to start. And I do think laying out what it looks like for any MS professional to be strong, be safe, prevent injury and have a long career in any service in the country or even potentially the world. Um, I haven't really checked overseas to see what kind of fitness assessments they're doing. Um, I think it goes a long way. And I don't think it needs to be anything that's super challenging. It just needs to show, yes, you have the structure, you understand how to move correctly and you can do that safely because we all already know how to be providers. So while you're on the truck, learn how to be a provider, learn how to use the equipment, learn how to help people. When you're off the truck, now you have time to get stronger, improve your body, improve your mental health, take care of yourself so that way when you get back on the truck, you can do your job effectively without having to worry about whether or not you're gonna fall apart. So that's long and short of what I got. I don't wanna make this too long. I plan on putting up a bunch of content on this over the next few weeks because um, something I'm trying to get pretty deep involved in pretty deeply, but I do think it happens on the individual level. I do think that individual services can provide some support that is actionable. And then every year you go back, you document that individual employee's results for their supervisor. You go back, you review how they've done over time. Have they been able to sustain it? Why not? What are the barriers? Because there's something going on, whether it's their schedule, it's their life, it's if they give a damn um, that may affect the long term outcome of the individual and the service as a whole. So I think everybody wins in this scenario when you add fitness to a healthcare system. It's just um, our pre-hospital healthcare system. It's just making sure that you do that well and it's consistent and yeah everybody's held accountable to it so let me know your thoughts this is going to be a pretty interesting topic and um i'd love to get some feedback on it shoot me a message on instagram alfred coach underscore alfred underscore w or you can catch me on facebook same thing at my business page or you can just look for alfred wilson i'll respond to either one and um yeah thanks for listening guys stay strong stay safe and i'll talk to you soon